GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the galaxy far, far away with five fantastic guests. So without further ado, let us commune with the Force and bring them out. Our first guest is a puppeteer performer whose credits include Muppets, Treasure Island, Hellboy 2, and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of BB-8 and other Star Wars creatures. Please welcome back Brian Herring. Hello from London. <laughs> Hello, Brian. And how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Patty? I am doing fine in my corner good, of the good. world. Uh, glad to see you are doing good in yours. <laughs> well, welcome back. It was a pleasure having you here last time. And I'm so fun, glad, yeah. yeah, so glad to have you back here again. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's bring out the rest of the gang. So we've got a very interesting crew today, don't we? <laughs> Our next guest is an actor and former professional basketball player. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Chewbacca. Please welcome back Jonas Surtamo. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you, sir? Very, very good. Thanks for asking. And thanks for having me as well. Oh, always a pleasure to have you back. Uh, how are things doing in your corner of the world? Uh, they are getting better, I want to say. Yeah. And uh, let's hope it keeps that way. Oh, uh, well, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks again for coming back and seeing us. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And next, he is an actor whose credits include Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens, and Hercules' Legendary Journeys. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Boba Fett on screen and in animation. Please welcome Daniel Logan. Hello, 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 Patty. How you doing? Hey, I guys. am good. How you been, man? I'm doing really well. I'm just raising a little clo to myself, so uh, he's he's a handful. I'm seeing what the uh, world has been given with me, but other than that, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. It's my uh, first one, so I'm excited to be on the show. Well, uh, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, like I said, last time I saw you was in uh, Richmond like two years ago. We sat together, so glad to see you again. Glad to see you in good spirits and in good health. Good to see you too, my brother. Absolutely. And uh, if you ever want to uh, introduce our audience to your canine companion, uh, we we love meeting pets on GalaxyCon Live. <laughs> Hopefully she'll come back. She shook and then left like a fur baby, but um, she'll probably be back. Hopefully within the show. No problem. No problem. And speaking of fur, he is an actor and producer. His body of work includes the film series as the Leprechaun series, the Harry Potter series, and Willow. And a plentitude of Star Wars characters throughout the franchise's history, including, of course, the most famous Ewok of all. Please welcome Warwick Davis. Thank you very much, Paddy. Hello from the UK. Hello, Warwick. Welcome, everyone. Indeed. Hey, <laughs> Warwick, how have you been doing? Pretty good. Thank you, Patty. Very good. Good, Excellent. good. It was great having you a month ago with the family. Everybody's doing well? Yeah, we are indeed. We enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for tuning into this as well. Oh, we appreciate absolutely. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Too. And finally, he is an actor and director whose body work includes New Tricks, Holby City, and Jekyll. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of pilot and survivor of the Battle of Yavin, Wedge Antilles. Please welcome back Mr. Dennis Lawson. Delighted to be here. Hi, everyone. Hi, Warwick. Hi, Dennis. Hello. How are you doing? Jonas, hi. Hey, hey. How's it? Good to see you. Hi, Brian. Hello. Good to see hi, you. Dennis. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Dennis, thanks for joining us. Uh, joining us again. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm in the country at the moment. It's gorgeous. Beautiful here. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Well, gentlemen, as always, thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage uh, at GalaxyCon. We're looking forward to the day when the world gets a little bit back to normal. And I think... <laughs> 
We see the light at the end of that tunnel. We're almost there. Not quite, but we are going to get there. Yeah. And we are, when it happens, we are so looking forward to hosting you on our physical stages and getting you back in front of your fans. In the meantime, we have this electronic forum. So glad to have you all here. And our team has already pulled out some questions from our audience. So I say, let's just jive right on in and get it going. So yeah. our first one comes from Dylan, who wants to know, do you have a favorite character in all of Star Wars? Oh. Well, I'll, I'll jump straight in because um, I saw the first one when I was seven years old and my favorite was Chewbacca, 100% <laughs> hands down. So um, he was always my favorite and he was the first action figure I got. So uh, that was so he, he maintains a, a special place in my heart. And so it was it was very nice to be working with Chewie in, in both his uh incarnations um on the force awakens mm -hmm. and then to subsequently become very good friends with the new one which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. fair well, I, I can continue here yeah i i want to say um i've had many i've star wars has always been such a, a big uh thing for me but uh i mean right now after living through a year of lockdown in the world uh, I think we all need uh, good hugs, so I think Chewbacca is definitely my uh, in my thoughts as a character. I don't, I there's nothing more warm uh, <laughs> in the Star Wars galaxy than than the uh, love a uh, love of Chewbacca that he feels for his friends. So uh, I want to say that Chewbacca is also my favorite character. <laughs> the love of a good Wookiee. <laughs> I have to be really. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm for Chewbacca as well. <laughs> I'm afraid, yeah, I just love, uh, he's a, a lovable rogue, you know what I mean? What can I say? I just uh, love, always love that character. I, very funny, you know, without any dialogue, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I should dislike him really, because he doesn't have to learn any lines for a start. I just love that. It's a wonderful creation. That, that it's fantastic. You know? Well, for me, I'm thinking back to Star Wars 77 when I was seven years old. Oh. And for me, it was Han Solo. He was my hero. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, uh, he had a cool ship. He obviously had Chewbacca by his side. And uh, he always got the girl as well. He was the kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, for me, he was the man. Yeah. Did, did, did he, Warwick, did he shoot first? Uh I think he would have had to have done, yeah. <laughs> That's controversial, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, that's one of the debates about Star Wars I think we love is having all these unexplored stories that now we're mm. going to be able to explore and find out more about with the lovely Dave Filoni. Um, for me, I think because I was a prequel actor growing up through the prequels, Darth Maul was pretty much the poster child on every single poster, every single figure. Um, and he's become one of my really good friends. So um, I've always been fascinated by not only a lightsaber, but when he showed up on stage and the second blade came out the other side and the whole entire movie theater just dropped their mouths. I'm like, oh. um, but I'm kind of greedy. So I, I just really like to have all my face on all those figures. I mean, even if you buy a Han Solo from episode one, you still have Darth Maul's face on the card back. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think just exposure, it, it's a beautiful character I, I love. Darth Maul. Plus, he did an amazing thing. He he's died three times and still been able to survive the Star Wars universe. So <laughs> that <clears throat> no argument there. Are you there, Dylan? Thank you. Very fun one to start us off with. What do we have next? 
Here's one from Alex. Hmm. Did uh, have you uh, kept any pieces of your costumes or any props? Well, as long no. as no one's listening, um, <laughs> I do have a couple of bits and pieces in a lockup. I have weirdly some Ewok toes. There's no foot attached to them or leg, just some toes made of um, kind of foam rubber. I also have an Ewok arrow. And I have the bowlers. Do you remember Wicket swings those rocks around his head, knocks himself out? I still have yeah. those. Oh, wow. Mm. That's great. What else did you steal, guys? I mean, uh, what <laughs> yeah. are you doing? I mean, I've got, well, well I, always, I always frame this question usually as, uh, have you found yourself in possession of anything? From the <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm, I'm just still borrowing things, you know? I just haven't back yet. Um, I've got nothing. I was terrified of getting fired. Yeah. I've got absolutely Same. nothing. Same. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same too. I mean, I guess being in those early movies too, you just never thought about stuff like that. Oh, I'll keep mm. this. Uh, it just never occurred to you, you know. Just you're just doing it, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they don't like it if you try and put BB-8 in the back of your car. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it might be difficult. Oh, hello. So, I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but I have a very deep pocket. Enormous trousers. <clears throat> Uh, just joking. So uh, Rick McCullum was another wonderful person that, that was a wonderful person in my life at a young age. Um, I didn't have a clue what a stormtrooper was, but it was sitting on his desk. Apparently, he said it was from uh, the special uh, re-release special editions. I told him I've always oh, wanted cool. a stormtrooper helmet. And next minute, it came in the box of toys that Lucasfilm sent me pretty much every month. So um, that's one way to get yourself a, a piece of history from Star Wars. Just tell them. You love something that you had no clue what the hell it was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was my little piece that I, I got to keep. So probably one of nice. my most nice one. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Indeed. Awesome. Alex, thank you. Wonderful question. What do we have next? Here's one from Mona. What character trait do you like the most about your characters? Oh, oh blimey. Mona, that's a tricky one. Mm, let me have a think. I'm going to think about that. Give me a minute. Anybody else? So, Mona, for me, I mean, uh, there was a lot of the 11 year old Warwick Davis in in Wicket's character. You know, that kind of curiosity you have as a kid, how inquisitive you are as a youngster. And for me, it was all about exploring the world as an 11 year old. And that's what came across in the character itself. And also, I based a lot of the character on my pet dog at the time. <laughs> when he used to hear a strange noise, he would tilt his head like that. And, uh, so I took that kind of cute little action he did and applied it to the character. So I kind of like Wicket's natural curiosity and innocence as well. Hmm. Oh, it's uh, funny. You, oh, sorry. Okay. I was going to say, sorry. Uh, can, real quick, congratulations, Warwick, on the re-release on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Ewok series has just been re-released <laughs> on Disney+, Plus, baby. So uh, now all the generations that never had a chance to watch it now can watch it. Absolutely, I absolutely. They can indeed. It's beautiful. They get to it's see Wicket with his moving eyes as well, which I had in those. those <laughs> <two>. <laughs> it's, funny, it, it's funny you mentioned your dog is because once we sort of decided that BB-8 was basically Poe Dameron's dog, mm. we put a whole load of kind of dog mannerisms into him. And, and if you think about it, he, at the beginning of that movie, Poe gives his dog something, sends him away. Ray finds mm. a stray dog and then takes that dog back to her master. And we tried to put, you know, quite a lot of the loyalty and, and it's kind of like a, a sort of a um, tenacious Yorkshire terrier. We decided so that was sort of we put same, yeah, same cool. sort of dog traits with BB-8. So how does BB-8 cock his leg? I never saw that. Well, we think, <laughs> we think there's a panel 
We think there's a panda that just lifts and there's a stain behind it. I think this is my cue. The dog I had was yeah. doing. <laughs> there's a lot of dogs. There's a lot of dogs in the dog. Uh, no, no, I no, didn't no. have a dog, although I was going to base it on my dog. I, I didn't have a dog as a character uh, yeah. basis for the time. I, I'm thinking, I guess, about it's interesting thinking about Wedge. Uh, in retrospect, there was a, there's a if you like a simplicity about him, a directness. Um, he just goes forward with Luke, and they carry out the task they have to perform. There's a and I guess I, I guess that's my favourite trait about Wedge. He's um, um, there's an innocence and a directness about him that I that I like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of dog's that? Sniff dog. Right? <laughs> that is <laughs> actually that strange as you say that, Warren, because it's not unlike the cocker spaniel I've got at the moment. So I was oh. obviously programming ahead for the dog through that performance. That's great. Smart uh, move. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> it, it's a great thing you said that, uh, because um I feel like Chewbacca is always throughout the movies, he through his loyalty and his he's been so obediently, but also like he's doing it because he's he has a good heart. But the thing I like him most about Chewbacca probably is it's the scene in Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo is, you know, telling Chewbacca uh, something about the fixing of the ship, and Chewbacca gets mad at him and they argue. I really enjoy uh, those moments where where you have this uh, dog person, a bear person who can't speak a language we know and. Uh, but you also you emote with him. You know what he's feeling, and you can relate to him. And I, I like the, the human nature uh, in Chewbacca that he has these. Mm -hmm. He's sort of a stubborn little uh, <laughs> um, stubborn man sometimes. But that's yeah. only human, so I, I, I could relate to that. That, that bit where he's got the guy, go the welding goggles, going. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Yeah, exactly. And somebody. Like, no, no, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They say never, uh, you know, let the Wookiee win, but also never tell Wookiee what to do or something. The Wookiee win. My traits are basically. Uh, I think he's just a very good mercenary money man. I mean, you know. I I like collecting money. He likes collecting money too. I don't know what kind of dog he would be. I think maybe uh, any dog really that had a bone. But uh, I guess Boba Fett's just a dog with a bone. I mean, he was like a retriever type dog. Maybe like a gun dog of some sort. Exactly. You know, he'll 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 come back with the bone all the prize. So uh, mm. yeah, I guess he's just another kind of dog that just collects his bone and comes back <laughs> with the bone prize. Bones, bounties, same things. Yeah, Paddy, we're getting a bit dog heavy here now. Yeah. I was going to say, he does have a little bit of this on him. I mean, uh, I am a fan of Chewie as well. But, I mean, Oof. we still have another story we haven't explored with that one either. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> Mona, thank you. Fun question. What's next? Here's one from General Jazz. Uh, do any of you follow your character's canon and legend's lore? Whoa. I, uh, well, my character only had a gun, never had a cannon. So, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think we'd all like to think our characters had another life outside of the, the time you see them in the movies. We like to think they carry on and do their thing elsewhere in the galaxy. I mean, yeah. certainly for me, like Weasel, you know, I've got this whole story between uh, episode one and solo 
what did he get up to between those times? He stopped being a gambler and decided to become some sort of mercenary in between. So uh, why did this happen? And when are we going to make a movie about it? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely pitched there. Nicely pitched. Yeah. I've, I've, dipped in and out. I've dipped in and out of some of the Poe Dameron uh, comics, which BB-8 appears in. So there's been some quite fun stuff in that. But I'm, mm. I'm not a, an, an avid reader. But there's been, there's been some quite fun stuff I've seen him sort of do in, in, in those. Mm-hmm. Me, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah oh, go on, go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, no, go, go, go. yeah, yeah. For me, I, I recently read uh, it was a part of a Star Wars book club, I believe the name I, I took part in, and I read this b- book called the, the Mighty Chewbacca in the Forest of Fear, and it's a it's a sort of a children's book, but I found it extremely fascinating, and 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 I learned some things that, that I never thought of when we were filming the movies. Like I never, I never could uh, could have thought of these uh, details that the book exposed me to. So I'm definitely uh, uh, in the coming years, I'm going to read some more and study up on on the uh, on these books that, especially the books that are written now. But I, but I hear also that the legends they're amazing. So I want to get more into that um, as 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 when my kids maybe when my kids are a tiny bit older, that I can start reading them these stories. Sure. Very nice. So, Daniel, go ahead. I think that's a great thing about Star Wars is that between the episodes of six and one, there was absolutely no Star Wars. So Star Wars was kept alive by canon stories or pretty much fan-made products that were licensed and allowed by Lucasfilm. Obviously tried to go to Stanley with Marvel and Dark Horse and stuff like that. I'm going to show you some comics, but I have probably 107 the first run of the entire series of Star Wars on the comic runs. Um Growing up like Warwick, there wasn't very many kids that were involved with Star Wars that could literally grow up and live through being a child into a man and still have this movie that carried from generations. So Boba Fett is just one of those characters that the the story has just been rewritten so many times that it's it's crazy to just the, the canon is the canon, but I mean we've been moved so far forward of the Sarlacc pit that it's uh it, it's a whole new, a whole new uh, dynamic of story. But I mean, I love this character. I and this, this question comes up again about how deep canon is. And I was just telling everybody, do you like it? Yes, then it's canon to you. Yeah, you know, and and just take it as it is. If you go like love the dark horse stuff, you like the expanded universe. If you mm. like what's going on right now, just it's a buffet. You you don't you don't have to you don't have to pile up everything on your plate. Get what you want, enjoy what you want, and go back for mm-hmm. seconds. Yep, absolutely. Or you could be like me and just collect it all. Yeah, all- you're, yeah, you're the guy that goes up and you got like, your plates like like this. Architect- it's like architectural design. So I think you take a bigger plate, don't you, just to get more on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I take a Ziploc bag, you know? That's the easiest. The second plate I'll carry is easy. <laughs> oh, no, that's breakfast the next day. <laughs> so... Uh, Dennis, did you uh, keep up with any of the lore? Because well, that, well I've, yeah, I'm just thinking, no, no, I haven't, um, and uh, I'm just actually fascinated to hear all this because. So I'm glad you've asked the question. So I'm going to dip into it. Yeah, I haven't really thought about. Yeah, what well, everything else that's out there. So um, thanks for mentioning it, and I'll be. I'll be investigating that a bit. Yeah, fascinating. There, there, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the Rogue, the Rogue Squadron series of, of novels are very well respected among fandom, and yeah. Wedge is the central character in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have your helmet in my house, Dennis. My my helmet. How dare you? My helmet. Yeah, not yours, but I'll wear it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 
I love it. Well, that's good. So, so, General Jazz, thank you. Very thank good question. Jazz. Yeah. What's next? Here's one from Gareth. What has the best care? Oh, who has the best character noise, noise. they make in Star Wars? <laughs> I'm not sure what the question means, really. Yeah. Do you mean? Do you think? Do we think our character has a good noise, or can we make a noise from Star Wars? I I think what character what? makes the most interesting noise? Whether it's Chewbacca's growls. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's Chewie. Just... It's Chewie, isn't it? He's the most impression. I don't the people know. People do most impressions of I, Chewie. I, I would say C3PO. I, I think that's quite a nice little stuff going on in there. With relation to that, Warwick, when you shot Return of the Jedi, mm. did, what dialogue did you do for Wicket? I, I was completely silent in there. It was like okay. a mime performance, really. Right. Carrie just had to kind of go along with what we were doing. Okay. And then they got these, uh, I think it's an American native Indian lady who did the voice of Wicket. Right. They've got lots okay. of recordings. I spoke to Ben Burt about it, recordings of her. And uh, they created an Ewok dialogue as well, a language. So, for example, Lerdo means idiot. So there is a whole kind of dictionary of Ewokese. And uh, just got to speak this, and uh, that's what they used. So because they used to say, you say you did it silently. I did, mm. did, did Peter used to do the dialogue on set as Chewie back in those days? Because I know Jonas did it in the movies he was in, and mm. I used to do BB-8's dialogue as well, just to give them something as a placeholder, because R2 never made any noise in those movies. And I don't know if, if, if Chewie used to make any cut if peter used to do any any of the barks or anything like that but um i remember jonas doing a great chewy you know just just doing chewbacca <laughs> and so i would beep away as bb8 so, so you used to beep and not speaking of in, in english language no we used to um very very late on in the rise of skywalker they started to get me to do english dialogue but normally i'd be working with daisy ridley and she'd be asking questions and it would just be going and i'd be just doing that just yeah. to give us something to react off, you know, angry mm. ones or happy ones or whatever. So that would be something that I would do on set to help to help the guys work. So how would BB-8 sound if he swore? <laughs> <laughs> it's a living. You know. <laughs> I had a I had a good uh, candidate for the best noise in Star Wars. I think he he has the the best noise. I mean, I I'd like to impersonate it if I will, if I may. Yeah. Bada Buddha Buddha. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Very good. Who's that? I don't know. I'd have to say that's Jabba. He walks though. Jabba, yeah. How could it? Is that like a cross between Jabba and the thing that answers the door at Jabba's palace? Oh yeah. You know that, that kind of ball that comes out. Goes, <laughs> yeah. I tried. At least I tried. <laughs> no, no, that was good. That was good. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with um, like either Teak. From Ewoks or uh, Salacious Quinn uh -huh. from um, Empire. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that laugh, like, <laughs> so good, too. I mean, yeah. that was one of the weirdest laughs besides mm. in episode two. So, I mean, I'd have to say I had a Teak because Teak was pretty impressive in the Ewok series, too. Um, that mm. more about, but You're I, a big I, fan I, of those, aren't you, Daniel? I'll have to send you a signed picture. Oh, I love, I love I got the whole entire run of the Ewok series. I'm telling oh, wow. you, I got the whole uh, two, four, six. I was going to start with droids, but it's a little too expensive, and my kid now needs to go to uh, school. So, Daddy had to take a break. Ah, uh, the sacrifices you have to make, huh? Mm. <laughs> Educational, more toys. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry, or I'll, I'll become an ordained minister and start doing weddings. So don't don't beat me to this, guys. All right. 
There's so many Star Wars weddings out there a year. I had to make a fortune. Get in my Boba Fett. I, Boba, take you or give you Darth Vader to Princess Leia or whoever. And I'm in this money. <laughs> when people get, when people get, I, I'm all for cost cosplay weddings, but I'm not sure if the groom should be Darth Vader and the bride should be Leia. Well, there's only so yeah, many. That's, that's, that's a bit weird. I mean, it's their wedding. I mean, whatever galaxy you're in, that's incest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, crazy. Uh. <laughs> I didn't stop the craziness. George created it with Luke Lair and Hun, but I'm just, you know, continuing the evolution through uh, the sequels and beyond. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Any other any other character voices or character noises anybody likes? That's great, Jonas. I was waiting for that one. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. I, love I think R2 is very good as well. R2-D2. I mean, he can emote emotion through just some bleeps and stuff, which I think is pretty clever. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously the genius Ben Burt behind all of that stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm surprised nobody mentioned Darth Vader's respirator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I thought that went without saying. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Absolutely. Amazing. Gareth, thank you. Great question. What do we have next? Here's from Islands. What is your favorite memory from uh, from filming? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Big one. Big one. Yeah. I think, uh, let me just jump in on that. I would say, um, in fact, I was up there not long ago. Uh, um, when we shot the first, the first movie in 1976, um, we shot it up in Elstree in north of London. And it was a very... Um, very hot summer, really, really hot. And there was a drought most of the summer. But um, what I remember, and which I enjoyed very much, was sitting outside the sound stage where we were shooting the battle sequences. And, um, you know, we, we each took turns going up onto the platform to do our dialogue for the battle sequences. So there was like a half a dozen or so of us, maybe more young actors sitting around in the sun uh, outside the sound stage. Um, just uh, laughing and having a great time and talking to each other and, and, uh, and get to know each other. Um, yeah, and I was up there, as I said, I was up there uh, just a um, couple of months back and I passed that sound stage again and immediately remembered that, that period, that time. It was really lovely. Yeah, so that's an abidingly very, very nice memory. Lovely, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Who's got another? Mm. Well, me for me for me the best, absolutely best moment ever was when we started filming Force Awakens, and uh, it was that first day on the uh, Millennium Falcon when a certain his I think his name was Harrison or something. He oh. uh, stepped up on, on the on the ramp of the Millennium Falcon, and uh, and uh, people started like it, like when we. When, when they saw Han Solo in his getup after 40 years or so, something, uh, there there were there, it, it was there were too many people in the living lounge area of the Falcon. Like all of those people didn't need to be there. It was like packed. And yeah. when Harrison stepped stepped on there, there were 
Yeah, Brian was there too. <laughs> totally, there. like illegally, like not, not allowed. Shouldn't have been that. Shouldn't have been that. Totally <laughs> Had nothing to do that on there. Um, yeah, the, there were selling tickets on the Millennium Falcon. Like, hey, I'll put you in the portal hall. I'll put you in the cockpit. Like, I'll stick you somewhere. Five hundred there, five hundred there. Yeah, but it was it was the moment. Like everyone was like uh, talking to each other, and as soon as Harrison stepped in, everything went quiet. People started crying, and it was it was just like it, like privately, like nobody was like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like I saw tears in people's eyes, like they 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 couldn't believe what they saw. They saw. Uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca again t together. So that was that was an amazing moment. Yeah, amazing. The first, yeah the, I was I was up in the I, at one point I was in the corridor going to the cockpit with uh, BB-8, and I've got the green onesie on that I was blessed with in that film. And <laughs> Jonas had come in with his full gear, and, and Harrison had walked up, and he looked me up and down and just said, "Who picked that look?" <laughs> I've never met him. <laughs> And he's been, he'd been on my bedroom wall since I was about seven in various hats and waistcoats. And I just thought, oh, thanks, Indiana Jones. <laughs> but I think my, one of my favorite days of shooting um, was, was out in the desert. And um, <clears throat> it was the very first shot that anybody saw of BB-8 in the very first trailer of him running through the desert, pacing the camera. And that was initially going to be just um, a reference pass. So you would walk through, walk the droid through very, very, um, very slowly. They would film it for lighting and just how it bounced. So if they were going to do a CGI version of it, they would have all that. And JJ said, "How fast can you run?" And I, I'd been, I'd been training for the film, and I said, "Well, I can keep up with Daisy and John." And so I said, "Well, just do you as a single." So they put Dave Chapman, who's the other puppeteer for for BB-8, they put him on the back because he had the left and right on the head, and I've got the, the, the kind of the angles this way and this way. And they put him on the back of the camera car, and they just took off. And so I just had to pace the camera car running through soft sand. Mm. And, it was, and it was a lot further than I thought it was going to be. And I'm only glad I only had to do it once. And um, I thought I was going to die when I finished because it was really hot. I'd never been in heat like it. And I was wearing yeah. green nylon as well, which yeah. really just, it didn't breathe at all. And it was, it, was, it was very, very hard. But then it was the first time anyone ever saw him in the trailer. So it's, it, that, that particular shot is, uh, is particularly um, memorable for me. That was, that was, a, that was mm. a fun day. There he is. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Movie magic. Uh, nice. Daniel, how about you? What's your favorite memory? I think my fa favorite memory was uh, working with um, Ewan McGregor. He uh, he was really, he, he treated me as if I was an adult, you know, and we, um, he, he told me how to drive a golf cart. So, I uh, was allowed to drive everybody from, um, like, if you wanted to go from studio to makeup, studio to wardrobe, whatever. He'd given me my lessons for learning how to drive, so I had gotten permission from studio that I was able to drive when I wasn't on set. So we had basically, like, made the go-kart so it was able to go faster. So he comes down this little, like, slope, slams on the brakes. He makes it go, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, I'm 13. I'm like, it's my turn, it's my turn. So he's like, all right, go ahead, kid. I'm jumping in, and as I'm jumping in, it's right in front of the uh, AD's offices. So this lady comes running out. She starts screaming at me, like, get out of that car. No more driving. And I'm like, no more at all. Growing up in New Zealand, we grew up on an island. If you get hurt, you just go home, and your mom will, like, pat you back and heal you back to health. It might take a couple of weeks, but I guess in the film world, they're like, that's insurance. So exactly. I didn't get to drive the carts for, like, the next week or two of set. 
So I was kind of partying like a little 13 year old would. And uh, he, uh, on our last set, it was the Geonosis um, scenes. And uh, he comes up to me at the end and he's like, um, with his accent, he's like, hey, so uh, what, what, uh, what time are you leaving to go back to New Zealand tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go about nine o'clock. So he's like, all right, perfect. Meet me at the studio at about, it was like five or six, it was still dark. So I was like confused, you know, but I was like, all right, whatever. So because I was no longer um, hide by Lucasfilm, I was allowed to redrive the car. So ah. <laughs> I, pull up, I pull up in the studio and he's sitting in front of the studio in the dark with the lights on and in his, uh, in his robe, Obi-Wan underneath, but just like a, a studio robe. Yeah. And him drew, uh, drove the back lot of uh, Fox Studios for like an hour, just over an hour, just me and him together, you know, and he <laughs> was chasing me the whole movie, me and my dad, you know, and then all of a sudden, like the last day, we just got to share that moment. And he always remembers as me being as the fart kid. Like I just saw him like maybe a month ago and he's like, oh, it's the fart kid. And uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, I think we can figure out what that story is, Daniel. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh, that memory will always uh, resonate with me because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to give me that last mm -hmm. Uh, goodbye. He, he was a huge actor at the time. I was just some kid that managed to get blessed to be on this movie. So that was probably my my one thing I'll, I'll cherish for life. Well, well, out of all, may, may memories last longer than farts. That's for sure. That's a whole other story. Yeah, but yes. gone <laughs> away. Warwick, you've you've had so many roles that involve so many Star Wars projects. Uh, do you have a, a all time favorite memory from any of them? It's difficult to pick one thing, but I suppose yeah. looking back to when I was 11, first walking on the set of a Star Wars movie, being a big fan as well was just just overwhelmingly brilliant. Uh, and, uh, you know, being on set with my heroes in the shape of Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. And, you know, for me, they were never their act the actors. They were always the characters. So I would wander up to Harrison and talk to him as if he was Han Solo. Talk to him about his blaster and stuff and talk to Mark about his lightsaber, you know, but they totally went along with it. You know, I was the youngest member of the cast and uh, they were they were really gracious in the way they kind of gave me time, even though they just wanted to be relaxing between takes, not talking to some 11 year old fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, that is that is. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was really, really cool. Yeah. So that was one of my most favorite memories. But also thinking back to more recent times on uh, The Force Awakens, I remember. My character, I could see very little through the head that I was wearing, just a tiny little slit I could see through. And I remember on the first day of filming, I just caught a glimpse of the uh, the the clapperboard and on it said Star Wars. And I just caught that little word, those two words through the slit in the helmet that I was wearing. And I was like, wow, this is actually happening again. You know, we've <laughs> talked about it for so many years yeah. and here we are right back where it all started for me, back on Star Wars. Wow. So that was a cool moment, yeah. Absolutely. Island, thank you. Great question. And let's roll another one. Here's one from from ah from Snarky San. Can you describe <laughs> how you felt when you first learned that Darth Vader was Luke's father? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was too young. I can't remember specifically. To me, all the movies me melted together because I watched them in and out of sequence yeah. uh as a, as a five-year-old probably so i i can't remember but i you know i i love the moment to this day so yeah. but uh i can't yeah. remember to be honest 
I, I, I certainly remember it very clearly. What an incredible bit of plotting from George, uh, some kind of genius. It was almost like a Greek. Mm. I often think the movies are like a kind of Greek, uh, not a tragedy, but like, like really like Greek drama. There and uh, that that moment when you discover your father is um, not who you thought it might be. It was quite a cinema moment. Really packed such a punch. Just kind of extraordinary. Yeah. Can Can I ask Dennis? Did you know? Did you have a full script? Did you no. know going in? You didn't. Okay. No. No, we didn't get full scripts. Um, um, we just had our, you know, we just had our pages generally. Uh, I think, um, no, um, <laughs> I thinking back now, I have a funny feeling that Mark might have thrown me a script at one point just to have a look at. But, um, but no, we, so, so that was news to me. Yeah, that mm. was news to me. It was mm -hmm. Brilliant bit of plotting. Amazing. Yeah. I, I Sorry, no. I said, uh, uh, when did you see the 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 final version of uh, of the film? Was it at a screening, or was there like a cast screening? Uh, 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 you... Oh God, that's a good question. I I uh, I think it must have been a casting crew screening. God, you know, I can't remember. It's so long ago. Yeah. Um, but I do remember the impact. I will always remember the impact of that first shot of the first movie with yeah. that ship going over the top of the camera. I've never, we'd never seen anything like that ever. And of course the first movie, we didn't know what we were involved in. Yeah. We had no idea. Mm -hmm. We just turned up to do this sci-fi thing and they didn't seem to have too big a budget, uh, which it didn't. Um, so the, the, the technical ground they broke was just gobsmacking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw it, yes, I think, I'm, I think I saw it with an audience the first one in a very, in a big um, cinema in Leicester Square in the center of London. So big, big widescreen uh, and uh, great sound. So um, yeah, it was very, it was extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. I imagine. I imagine. So who else has a recollection of, yeah. <laughs> I, I seem to remember that I'd read it before I saw it. I don't know because the books used to come out before the film back then. Yeah, and I, 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 read, I read the novelization. I think so. When I went to see the film, I already knew, but um, it was still a, you know an amazing moment. I did sit down and watch it with um, Lynn Robertson Bruce, who's the puppeteer for Dio in the Rise of Skywalker, mm. and I watched it with her. I suppose in about two thousand and eight, and she'd never seen any of them back then. And I remember watching it with her, and we got to the Empire Strikes Back, and he dropped the bomb. And she looked at me and went, is he lying? And I thought, I said, it's 2008. How have you lived this long and not known this as received wisdom? But it was amazing to see it with someone who didn't know and the reaction of an adult. She was 100% involved and 100% in it. Was, it was a great thing to see. But I think, yeah. I, I, think I knew going. I think I'd, I'd read it in a book or a comic before. I, 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 I'm the same with you. I shot myself in the foot because I had read the, the, the Marvel Comics adaptation yep. that yeah. came out about two to three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Beforehand, and I just and I, I was a little kid, so I had no ability to resist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I would also, I think, add uh, my memory. I think it was brilliantly played by Mark. Mm. That moment, yes. Uh, he, I thought he played it such a huge moment. He played it beautifully. I thought, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, I I've seen a YouTube video where Mark says that he was told, like George told him right before the shot is that Obi-Wan 
like he he was what what no he was told the truth, but then uh but then um the line on set was Obi Wan killed your father. Yeah. But Mark knew, or, mm. or I'm not sure if he knew or not. But the line said on 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 the on the day was that Obi Wan killed your father, and that was mm. the reaction to that. Yeah. And it's brilliant how that. It's, yeah. The stories are so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And 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 in one sense, it's not wrong. Obi Wan killed Anakin Skywalker, and or Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. Really, you know. And then right. Darth Vader was sort of too. So there's there's a link in that. Uh, there's true. a link in that. There's a link in that. So. From a certain point of view. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel, how about you? As uh, you say. Uh, did you, something you kind of just knew going into because you're a later generation or? You know, I had no clue what Star Wars was, man. When I got the audition for Star Wars, I had no clue. I even, so the first time I watched Star Wars when George Lucas sat me down in the studio and made me watch Hot for Boba Fett and my ADHD couldn't last the full movie. So I really didn't sit down and watch it. Did he um, sit there and watch you watching it or? No, he, he just left me there in the studio with the TV and a nice comfy cat thinking that was going to be enough for a kid to sit for like five hours. You know, I was like, so um i don't know i think um i met dave prouse so um getting to know dave prouse and being so fortunate to do this the con circuits and stuff like that at his, as, as a young age um dave, dave, dave prouse sorry guys dave prouse really was not fair i'm so sorry um and um he even signed it you know dave, dave prouse is Darth vader um yeah so I got to learn my Darth Vader through Dave Prowse, you know, and then um, through obviously the young Annie and then Hayden Christensen. But I really was uh, like Jonas. I wasn't in the era of being now to be old enough or less enough to be around at that age to take in that wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> but I did see the VHS version of the movies. And that was so just last day. <laughs> <laughs> Does it count? Does it count? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I was excited. Didn't know what was going on, but I was excited. <laughs> uh, uh, Warwick, how about yeah. you recall the first time you, you know, uh, found out the, the Vader connection? I think I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> he didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I, I was only very young, so yeah. I don't think I appreciated the full gravity of the situation, although Mark was doing a sterling job in trying to communicate how horrified he was about the thing, the news. Um, yeah, for me, it was just like, oh, really didn't see that coming. And uh, then you start to think about what the repercussions of that are then, what it means to all the other characters as well, trying to figure all that out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's only in hindsight you kind of really appreciate it. But as the movie was playing, I think it was just there was a bit of, you know, stunned silence really from me. You know. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Snarky Sand. Thank you. Great question. And GalaxyCon <laughs> viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Star Wars, gentlemen. This has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we go? Uh, stay safe, everybody, and we'll hopefully Absolutely. see you soon. Yeah, thanks yeah, for we'll watching. See you, right? you in see you. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. Coming yeah, up, every, everyone remember to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then keep your masks on, everybody. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, it's my, my absolute pleasure to serve you all today. Once again, thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And thank you for all your great questions. This coming Tuesday, may the 4th be with you. And if not, enjoy your revenge on the 5th. Until then, bye-bye, take care, and please keep washing those hands. <laughs>